In this video, we will be talking about the largest ever biggest bailout in recorded human history this week. Next week, it might be even bigger, but who knows? <laughs> and of course, what I'm talking about right now is the supposed stimulus package that according to the White House is exceeding already $6 trillion. There's a lot of things inside of this monstrous bill. Me and Tim Pichot will get into that plus a lot more. We're going to do a separate video on just all the other economic news, but this is news in itself. There's also negative interest rates. There's so much to get into, but that's why in this video, we just want to prioritize this stimulus package, which again, we did a video on the main channel about the potential of a digital dollar cashless society being pushed in it. That luckily, again, we still don't know a lot of the updates here, mainly because this bill is still being this package is still being debated, still being put together. There's things being put in, there's things being put out. But what's your reaction to this news of this, this biggest bailout ever, Tim? Yeah, thanks, Luke. And I hate starting off all these shows saying that this news is so crazy because every single day we just have crazy, single, crazy news. But this is coming from Larry Kudlow, who's Trump's chief economic advisor. I've been following Larry Kudlow since I was 14 years old. Um, actually, one of the guys I work with, I uh, used to work with Larry Kudlow, so I know a lot of different stuff going on with him. But an emergency stimulus package to bail out the U.S. economy amid the coronavirus pandemic will total $6 trillion, a quarter of the entire country's GDP, the White House said on Tuesday. The Trump administration economist Larry Kudlow said the package would include $4 trillion in lending power to the Federal Reserve, as well as $2 trillion aid package currently being hammered out by Congress. This package will be the single largest Main Street assistance program in the history of the United States. And I also want to point out that they actually specifically uh, said that none of this money could go to any Trump's hotels. So, of course, you know, uh, Chuck Schumer had to throw that one in there. But Kudlow said at the White House Coronavirus Task Force briefing on Tuesday evening, included in the package is Congress's almost $2 trillion emergency bill, which when passed will issue direct checks for American families, bailouts for the airline industry, and a $350 billion loan program for struggling small businesses. The other $4 trillion will allow the Federal Reserve to make huge emergency bailouts to whatever entity it chooses, a measure that was used to prop up Wall Street firms from the collapse during the 2008 crisis. This legislation is urgently needed to bolster the economy, Caldo said, warning the economy had tough times ahead. We're heading for a rough period, but it's only going, but it's, but it's only going to be weeks, we think. Weeks and months. It's not going to be years. That's for sure, he said, echoing comments from President Trump. Well, I mean, that's how you know that, they're, that it's going to be uh, you know, years. <laughs> so, Caldo, a former Reagan administration advisor and media personality, said the huge ballot would be a position for what I think can be an economic rebound later this year. A tidal wave of U.S. workers are facing unemployment in the wake of COVID-19 outbreak. The White House officials warning of a 20% unemployment rate. And Larry Caldo, I mean, when I first got on Facebook in 2004, I'm very weird, and at 18 years old, the, the very first show that I said I liked was The Cuddler Report. So, I mean, so no one can be here and accusing me of being some hater of Larry Cuddler, but one thing I will say about him is that he is always basically a shill for the Republicans. The guy sounds great with Democrats in there. sounds just like me. I picked up a lot of stuff from him early on, but even when Trump was in there, he was criticizing him left and right. Uh, and, and so there's a branch of economics. I mean, aside from Austrian, there's another theory about called supply side economics. And Larry Kudlow is a supply side economist. I agree with everything he says when Democrats are in there. But then as soon as Republicans get in there, he basically throws all that out the window, he becomes a team player. And so by Trump 
you know, getting him into the White House, what he effectively was able to do was to silence one of his biggest critics because now his critic was now on his team. And like a team player, he just always has to do what's, uh, what's good for the team. But unfortunately, what's good for the team is not what's good for me and you, is not what's good for the country. And, uh, you know, I just, I just sort of see, you know, Larry Kudlow is a political whore at this point. Uh, but, you know, he, he's, 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 he's not an economist at this point. He yeah. is a media personality. I don't think no one's an economist. I think they're all screenplay writers of fiction because this is what it seems like when you when you add up all the numbers. It just doesn't make sense. It's la la land. It's 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 caca. It's doo doo. It's bull crap. And again, this is again. Look what they're doing here: four trillion to the Federal Reserve to do whatever they want to with two trillion and and a part of that, three hundred fifty billion for loans for you. Meanwhile. All the other industries, the mega corporations, we're just going to give you money. That's not a loan. And to entice people to support this, you know, out of this whole entire package now that's been put together, well, you know, we're just going to give you $1,000, uh, American, just to bribe you to say yes to this. And again, the, the, the amount of just uh, cognitive dissonance here, the amount of just ignorance here, because people are like, this is great. We're going to get $1,000. Yeah. It's, it's chicken scraps. It's nothing compared to the highway robbery happening right now by Wall Street and mega globalist corporations and industries that are run by people who don't have any allegiance to the United States. This whole like globalization, new world order effort is profiteering off of this entire crisis hand over fist. And what, we get stuck with, with just a little bit of money to buy some toilet paper, maybe if it's even there? I mean, you got to be freaking kidding me. I mean, Ron, Paul once, said, I mean, Ron yeah. Paul once said that foreign aid is, is taking from poor people in rich countries and giving it to rich people in poor countries. I mean, that's exactly. what, basically what's going on with the bailouts is, you know, we've got all these, you know, guys that own these cruise liners who are worth like $19 billion. And, oh, they've got to get, you know, these huge bailouts and, and, you know, the owners of all these, you know, airline companies. But, you know, when it comes to, you know, helping someone like me out or, or you or anyone watching this right now, you know, we end up getting the shaft. It would have been cheaper for them yeah. to just give everybody, uh, you know, just pay off everybody's mortgage in 2008 than to go through all the crap that we went through. This is actually the rare circumstance that I actually agree with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, where she talks about how companies who do stock buybacks, <laughs> yeah, yeah, who do stock buybacks, who shouldn't be entitled to the money. They should sell off some of their stock, lower their company's value. They should do the right thing since, of course, they were gaming the system in this way for years because of the you know gray zone and all this other stuff. And now, I mean, specifically with the airline industry, you know, you know what I think should be done here? I think there should be promised some relief money and we should delay it. Then we should delay it again and then delay it again without telling them anything. Give them, extra baggage, give them an extra baggage fee or some handling fee. Yeah, yeah. Have, charge them a little bit just for even even entertaining this whole idea. Have 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 them you know plan this whole thing out. Keep them waiting, and then cancel everything last minute to give them a freaking hotel voucher. That's what should be done to the to the, to the airline industry. That's been yeah. I got no. They start charging me uh, airlines, but but overall the airline industry has been doing a lot of buybacks. Boeing specifically also. Boeing said no to the stimulus package because the United States said, well, if we're going to give you so much money, like we already have, we give you no bid contracts. You, you make all the bombs and all the military hardware to bomb the crap out of people in tents in the Middle East with multi-million dollar infrastructure weapons and laser beams and all this other nonsense. That, Freaking that's laser beams. Needed. Yeah, that, that's not needed. 
uh, Boeing, you know, we, we, we coddled you, we gave you all this money. Well, we're going to want a stake. We're going to want some equity in your company if we're going to give you that much money. Boeing's like, no, that's a horrible idea. Scoffing at the idea. Meanwhile, everyone else has to pay back, you know, this loan program for small businesses. Small businesses don't get a bailout. All these other industries, the hotel industry, the restaurant industry, the manufacturing industry, the beer industry, lobbyists are, you know, everyone's staying at home. Everyone literally is, is quarantined. All these corporate lobbyists on K Street are having the busiest time of their life right now, running all around Washington, D.C., begging the government for socialism, for communism, which is essentially what this is. As the re Again, this is all social control, top-down of our economy, which is the most asinine, stupid thing that is depleting any life, liberty, and pursuit of prosperity from it with this ridiculous just blanket check, blanket check to the Federal Reserve. Well, you'll get a little bit here, but, and, that, and that's how they get you because, again, there are legitimate families who need that $1,000. But, again, we have to understand here, this should still have people outraged in the middle of the street. Well, they can't do that now. This should have people outraged that this is happening right now. Am I being too hyperbolic here, Tim? What do you think? You're not. It drives me nuts. I see people saying, oh, you guys are, you know, this is like doom porn and all this other stuff talking about, the, you know, what was going on with the digital dollar. This is the event. And so I don't care that, oh, how come we didn't cover Bitcoin going up six or seven percent? Or, you know, that's, it's not about the price of Bitcoin going up. It's about our freedoms, our prosperity, your children's freedoms, and everything is on the line right now. If they can get a digital dollar in place eventually, then what's going to happen is, uh, well, what's going to happen is you guys just check out the video we did yesterday because I don't need to go rehash all those points. Uh, but I mean, we're going to get into another video where we talk about one of the solutions is to have the treasury buy, or sorry, have the treasury just make a trillion dollar platinum coin and then have the Fed buy the buy the coins and then that's gonna then they want to give you know uh you know every american a thousand dollar debit card and then get it topped up to off two thousand dollars a month that plan is being floated by congress we've got negative rates going on right now the three the three months treasury is actually negative 0.03 when we started this uh started this recording so i mean i had called for negative rates back in june not not like i called for it uh that i wanted it i just thought that that's where things were going and you know the, the comments are what are you you know what are you a fortune teller and that's so ridiculous it's never going to happen and you know we're here we are here at the absolute economic end times because everything all they need to do is they need to, they need to just piece this together, piece this together. It's always about the next next election. And so they got everything held together by super glue and duct tape and rubber bands and the whole thing's falling apart. And all they want to do now is, is make sure that we, the slaves in America, can at least pay our minimum interest payments. And that's what it's all about. I mean, the root word of bond. So all this stuff coming out, they're all bonds. They're all bonds. What, what's the root word of bonds? Bondage. It's slavery. I mean, even a mortgage. I mean, it comes from the French word. Uh, so it says mort and gage is a death contract. And so, I mean, all this, I mean, it's funny. I mean, if you go back to the epidemiology of these words, you know, we're in bondage, we're in slavery. The money's not even ours. It's not even money. It's currency, which are two actually different, uh, you know, concepts. But as we're going along with the six trillion that we used to talk about, you know, the $800 billion question or the 800 pound gorilla in the room. Well, now, I mean, that's, you know, that's old news. And, you know, he started off by saying that this is the ba biggest ballot ever. And yes, yeah, the biggest ballot ever for this week, because, you know, who knows what's coming because this is a complete hockey stick. I just can't wait to see when the Federal Reserve, uh, you know, releases their balance sheet information because it's going up to 5 trillion, 6 trillion, 10 trillion. It's not going to stop.
Yeah, this is just breaking in news right now. Hashtag stimulus plan is trending on Twitter, by the way. The news just came in just a couple of moments ago that the Senate did reach a deal on this $2 trillion coronavirus spending bill. So there is a deal reached. Uh, I, the law was probably passed without majority of people reading it. Uh, we still don't know exactly what's in there. Uh, the last uh, the time they had a, you know, uh, uh, kind of the, 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 one of the negotiations that was going on uh, specifically with this relief package. Uh, I mean, there was just insane things in there. Uh, digital dollar that we talked about on the main channel, but specifically also, uh, you know, uh, an diversity in the boardroom. You got to have diverse yeah, boardroom. Diversity yeah. was mentioned like 60 times. Uh, <laughs> companies who did receive bailouts would need to do racial reports based on sex and race. There would have to be uh, diversity initiatives. Uh, and uh, there was even like a like fuel emission standards for airlines that, and again had to be tracked specifically with the race and, and, and disability quota that the government put on uh, private business. This is not a time to play social justice warrior, insanity, madness, lunacy. We need the best people who can handle the job to tackle the job. And we definitely don't have that. We have the, the nastiest, most disgusting, toothless crack whores. Uh, that uh, will will shiv you when you turn your back on them. And that's exactly what uh, is happening right now with the American people with this supposed stimulus bill and this stimulus plan that essentially does what it did in 2008, only gives you a little bit more scraps, unlike 2008, because of the severity of this situation, which we're going to get into in the next video, negative interest rates, the, the unemployment numbers. We're getting all into that in the next Trillion dollar speaking. coins, everything. Yeah. It's like Zimbabwe. I went to Zimbabwe, did a whole video about the economy there in Zimbabwe. Uh, absolute madness. Check out that video by uh, typing in. Uh, you won't even find it because YouTube won't let you find it. Whatever. Stay tuned for more uh, here with uh, Tim Pichot, Liberty Advisor, and, of course, uh, myself of We Are Change. Stay tuned for more here on right, Change the you know News the channel. I'll give you all the latest updates, social, politically, while Tim Pichot, the Liberty Advisor, will be talking about all the crazy economic news and there's a lot of it. The numbers look up. They're in the green. But there's a totally different story that you're not hearing that you're going to be hearing in this video. But first, let's talk about the big social and political impacts as, of course, news is coming in all over the world. But one of the biggest news is now that the reptilian queen and Prince Philip are in self-isolation after Prince Charles just tested positive for the coronavirus. Yes, that's the news dominating headlines right now and just shows you as more prominent people in the limelight get it, hopefully more people start taking everything that's happening more seriously. As of course, many people worry about individuals and celebrities, but in reality, they should never push anyone above themselves. New York City is taking a turn for the worse as even morgues are nearing capacity right now. Military is, of course, setting up makeshift morgues and makeshift hospitals as we are speaking. And this is all as New York City is looking like it will become the next Wuhan. A very dangerous situation that, of course, I will be getting into specifically and how to prevent this specifically on the main channel. You want all the latest updates about my old home, New York City? I'll give you that on the main channel. But there are some promising results coming from new treatments, including the treatment of high dosages of vitamin C IVs that have been implemented in New York, as well as other experimental solutions and cures uh, and treatments towards this coronavirus that may be very promising and may help 
the dramatic situation unfolding right now in New York City. By the way, uh, vitamin C was also just banned throughout many places in the United States, uh, intravenously, by the way. But moving forward, Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia, has also started to speak out publicly about the coronavirus, saying specifically that this is, this is far worse than it looks. After, of course, visiting a hospital with patients that had coronavirus, he donned a full hazmat suit. And this is really interesting since, again, Russia hasn't been that hit by the coronavirus. They've reported 495 cases. There's one death. And overall, when you compare Russia's number numbers, um, they're, they're, they're very insignificant compared to the world's numbers. So that's something to consider, especially the way that Vladimir Putin is treating this. Meanwhile, here in the United States, politicians are doing what they do best during uh, a crisis, and that's trying to galvanize as much money and power and control for themselves, which is exactly what they're doing with the bailout funds, the supposed stimulus funds, as Chuck Schumer prioritized that Trump and Jared Kushner and his family couldn't get any money from the $2 trillion coronavirus bailout fund that is happening right now. All the while, other major corporations and globalist international cabals uh, most likely will benefit off of it, as well as a larger $4 trillion bailout that, of course, will only benefit the banksters in this country, just like we saw in 2008, just repeated once again. But with all of that news, surprisingly, the stock is up. The Dow is up a thousand points after, of course, some people say that there's clarity now about what is going to happen in the future, especially after the very strong words by Donald Trump saying that he would go against doctor's orders and prioritize the economy over, of course, the latest crisis that's happening right now. Tim, you're the financial planner. You're the expert here. The numbers are up. What do you make of it? And uh, there's also some other crazy news from uh, uh, Rashida Talib that's uh, just utterly insane, but uh, I'm going to have you uh, have it right here. Yeah, thanks, Luke. And just so the people know, when we initially uh, talked about doing a show, it was not to have me coming on to just do financial anal analysis things. But what? But we didn't realize that you know the day I was coming on, what you know everything was like the day it would start breaking down. But one thing I wanted to interject, but I accidentally had muted myself, is that uh, I believe it was Prince Philip that actually said that if I were to be reincarnated, I would be a killer virus. And so I've got a quote here where it says, "If I were reincarnated, I would wish to be returned to Earth as a killer virus." to lower the human population levels, then goes on to say, I must confess that I am tempted to ask for reincarnation as a particularly deadly virus. Now it says Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, and luckily I'm not well-schooled enough to actually know if that's the same Prince Philip, but uh, did you know if that's the same Prince Philip or not uh, off the top of your head? Or This looks like it, yes. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of crazy sick individuals coughing on people and Literally. licking stuff. And uh, you know, the, So, uh, I mean, this man said it. I would keep a close eye on him, to say the least. Yeah, so be careful what you wish for, I guess. And uh, no pun intended with the uh, sick individual. But here we go. Talk about sick individual. Mint the effing coin. Rep Rashid Tlaib proposes radical law to provide coronavirus relief to patients. And wait for it. Her plan in the most basic form would immediately provide a U.S. debit card preloaded with $2,000 for every person in America. Each card now, now support every person in America. So Josh, maybe you shouldn't have fled down to Mexico because you're not in America right now. So each card would be recharged with $1,000 monthly until one year after the end of the coronavirus. And then how are we going to pay for this? This is really cute. The Treasury would direct the U.S. Mint to issue two 
$1 trillion platinum coins under the legal authority provided by USC, blah, blah, blah. Congress would direct the Federal Reserve to purchase the newly issued coins at full face value. Then the Fed would complete the purchase by crediting the U.S. mints at the Fed with $2 trillion in reserves. The Fed would retain ownership of the two $1 trillion coins. I mean, why don't you just make it a $2 trillion coin permanently in order to ensure its own balance sheet remains fully capitalized by the Treasury. The Treasury would sweep the newly created reserve funds from the mint's account into the regular Treasury general account. The Treasury would make the funds available to the Bureau of Fiscal Service. I didn't even know there is a Bureau of Fiscal Service to disperse to every person in America in the form of prepaid U.S. debit cards. So there you go. They're going to take a coin that they make up, say this is worth a trillion dollars, and then the, the Treasury is going to make that up. And the Fed's going to say, oh, we've got, we'll just buy that from you. And then that's how we're going to pay for it. So these, this is ideas that people that we've entrusted in power, actually, I wouldn't say, sorry, we, uh, this is what the ideas are coming up with. Now, this Joe Wiesenthal, what a great name. This guy is such a weasel. He's, I think, believe he's the chief editor of the uh, Business Insider. I mean, if there was ever a guy who was just trying to whore himself out to be one of the, the power elite, I mean, that's the exact impression that I've gotten from this guy from day one. Uh, and luckily, we do have the profanity filter on here. So it says, mint the freaking coin, mail, mail, mail the freaking checks and mitigate the freaking coronavirus. And, uh, and yeah, there was other words he had in there. And so these, this is, and this guy's an economist as well. And so here he's saying, you know, goes on to say, you know, what a great idea this is. And uh, I can't believe no one's thought of this before, but yeah, people have thought of this idea before. And, uh, and speaking of crazy ideas, this is not an idea. This is going on right now, or at least when we started, we had the, the uh, three-month treasury bill. Last time I checked, it was still negative. Uh, the one month was just about right here at even. Now, this is not any directive that came from the Fed. This is actually what was going on from the market. And so as we went live, it was at negative 0.035%. So if I refresh the screen, we'll see where we're at. And uh, yeah, so it still shows we're still at the same. So we have a negative three-month treasury yield right now. Insanity. And this is something that uh, John Snyson and myself did talk about in, in June in a video from last year. And we said that not, not that we wanted to see negative interest rates, is that we were just predicting that based on how, where things were going and where we saw the tea leaves, uh, that that's what we thought. And so, yeah, we are here right now, negative interest rates, the complete insanity uh, that, that is going on and uh, not to make this, you know, uh, not to you know, belabor that point anymore, but we've got uh, Osama Ben Bernanke, the coronavirus disruptions much closer to a major snowstorm than the Great Depression. And I believe that Bernanke had a paper, uh, I can't remember the year on this, but I you know probably about 15 years ago where he said something along the lines of, yes, we did it. You know, we were the ones who caused the Great Depression. And by we, he means the Federal Reserve. So, there, so if someone wants to link that in the comments there, if you guys in, go and duck, duck, go that or pre-search it, you can actually find a speech where he admitted that the Fed caused the Great Depression. And guess what? They caused the Great Depression 2.0, which is what is going on uh, currently. And uh, we've got another Fed Fed head over here, uh, James Bullard, who has come out and said that after a short, unparalleled shock to the economy, things will boom again. Speaking of what isn't booming, we've got mortgage firms braced for wave of missed payments as coronavirus slams homeowners and, uh, you know, and some firms like Quicken and Mr. Cooper are on the hook for principal and interest. And full disclosure, I actually sold my home two years ago. I bought it within one month of the market low. I uh, thought that things were going to crash two years ago. So unfortunately, I've pissed away a lot of money in rent. 
and which was probably the money that I would have used to, uh, you know, that I was worried about losing. So, uh, yeah, so I am, you know, riding, riding this out right now, renting. And fortunately they are, my landlord is now panicking and now I was going to sell my home. So now I'm in, in look, search of a new home to try to ride this out. But what are people doing? Enough about me. What are people- Yeah, but, also- but there's also new laws that, that prevent eviction during this time in particular states as well. So also keep that in mind. So the government's intervention and, and uh, is, is, is very severe. And I think it's good, there's going to be even more intervention uh, with particular cases like that. Sorry, go ahead. Jim. Yeah, no, I'm supposed to be looking at, uh, at new homes today, except uh, or, or apartments to look at, to ride this out, except they're all basically closed. And so I get virtual tours and I can't even go and look at places and realtors can't show places. So, I mean, I don't know what, I mean, I, and I told this lady when I was coming in here, I'm like, listen, I, she's like, well, you're a homeowner. You've got to do this. I'm like, listen, I am a homeowner. I just thought that it was a big bubble. So I wanted to sell, but you know, unfortunately I sold about a year and a half too early, but now we have got debt jubilees. This actually used to be a thing where about every 40 years, uh, they used to the the queen used to just forgive all the debts, and so this is coming back again. Where a debt jubilee is the only way to avoid depression, except I mean it's not as easy as what people uh, make out to believe. Because I mean the Social Security Trust Fund is well, actually what it is. It's a uh, it's a filing cabinet in West Virginia that's not even literally not even bigger like as big as like the desk behind me. It's a it's trust regular, fund. It's a Ponzi scheme. Sorry, go ahead. It's not even a, it, it, the Social Security. It's a it's a filing cabinet filled with IOUs in West Virginia in the office of the debt. All it is, it's this make believe filing. It's in a filing cabinet, and so it's just it's not even that big. It's like maybe maybe not even six feet tall, and so that is what Social Security is. But it's IOUs, which are all, which are debt. And so if we cancel all the debt, then there goes all, all all Social Security, which you know you know. And what they should do is you know okay, well if we can just print money, why don't we just you know, we just take the present value of what your social security payments are. So let's say if you're getting, you know, a thousand bucks a month and you're expected to live for another 20 years, you know, I could figure that out in two seconds in my, in my calculator and figure out, okay, well that, that equals, you know, $1.2 million. I'm just making that up. And then boom, just give everybody their $1.2 million or million dollars. And I think that'd be a much fairer way of doing this because then you'd immediately get all the inflation at once. And then we can just go cancel everything out. And then that way my generation and our, I mean, we're the same, same age. So the same, I know our generation won't be screwed by this. Unfortunately, our generation is clamoring for more, more of this type of stuff, which, you know, we're the ones who are going to have to pay for the baby boomers because they squandered, you know, all the, when things actually were the greatest economy ever, uh, not the BS one that, that Trump was trying to parade around. But yeah, we're seeing this, uh, you know, the largest quarterly contraction ever uh, is what they are expecting coming up. And, you know, they're expecting, you know, unemployment rate to maybe even touch, you know, 20% when all is said and done. Uh, so, yeah, they're looking at potentially negative 25. And I made bets with people when Trump first got in office that, that the GDP annualized would never hit 3% and the deficit would, would go over a trillion by the time he left. Check and check. And I wish I was wrong. Now, man, does this feel, feel true? Every day is like two months for stocks with unrelenting swings. Uh, I mean, it feels almost more like every day is two years over here. I sort of wish things will calm down. So then that way, uh, maybe, you know, we could take a day off or something over here. But the pace of what things are going at surprises even me. And, you know, I don't really get surprised by anything that's going on. Uh, here we go. Future slide after bail. Actually, that, that's already, uh, already kind of old news over here because the, the markets are up. But yeah, I think, buybacks. I think, Tim, just to really quick, I think the true test, the true real uh, reality of the situation is, is going to come out when we have the quarterly reports where we're going to have all the job numbers, all the unemployment numbers. Uh, and, and some people are saying this is going to be the worst ever quarterly contraction in the United States. So I think that's going to be another kind of big wake-up call to the kind of falsehood reality of how just 
uh, of a criminal banking system that we're really under uh, and just how greed has taken a hold of them and logic has completely gone out the door. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, what I think is if uh, I, I have, I, wrote, I literally wrote the book on how these numbers are rigged. It's called How It's Rigged, The Economy. It's only 18 pages. I mean, I could have made it 200. But if you guys want to get that, you can text change the news, one word. So change the news to 71441. Uh, we'll have that link down below. And then you'll get a free copy of my book. Plus also get the crisis retiring presentation. And it's not to promote me. This, is, this was the game plan to ride this out. And it's still evergreen information. And it's important to know how they rig these numbers. And so even their BS rigged numbers, are going to show this, uh, you know, complete cataclysmic collapse that is going on, and I don't know what's what's going to what's going to quote unquote save them. You know, is six trillion dollars going to save them? Is getting a, a more, you know, all these bonds. I mean, the root word of bonds is bondage. You know, so getting us further into bondage, further into our own slavery. You know, further jeopardizing my kids and grand future grandchildren's. I mean, hopefully future grandchildren's, uh, you know, livelihoods. I mean, this is complete insanity. I mean, basically, you know. You know, it's I can't even put into words in terms of negative rates already here. Talks of digital dollar already here. Trillion dollar coins already here. Uh, you know, this is I guess a rare moment where I actually slowed down and didn't talk like a machine gun for three seconds. But before I go back to this, but it's just I I'm really at a loss of words of how the speed and gravity of which things are going and it's. It's, it's going to go, everything is going to, everything is going to be fine until the day it's not fine. And uh, maybe let's just check out and see what's going on crypto. And uh, yeah, how fitting right now that it was actually trading for uh, yeah. 666. So we do have Bitcoin trading at yeah. 6,000. Yeah, before, before we get into Bitcoin, I mean, I just wanted to add some of the stuff. Uh, I, I remember being in Zimbabwe and talking to people as the hyperinflation was hitting once again. And, you know, they're telling me all the telltale signs of everything that was happening behind, you know, before the major hit, before the major hyperinflation. And uh, there's a lot of parallels. Uh, and they remember it just got quicker and quicker and quicker until the point where they were at the grocery store and they had to literally mark up everything times 10, times 100 uh, in, in the price range for basic needs uh, time by time, uh, minute by minute as the economy was just flatlining and it happens quicker before people even realized uh, what was even going on. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious what's happening in the crypto market because we've seen as, as you predicted and many other people predicted, it, it went down with the market, uh, then it went sharply up. Now uh, the market's going up. So I wonder what's the relation to the market going up now compared to Bitcoin? Well, I think that, I think a lot of people are going to be getting their thousand bucks or two thousand dollars lately, and a lot of people are thinking, "Hey, now's a pretty good time to uh, you know buy some gold, buy some silver, buy some crypto with that," because that's something that they can't inflate away. And I've always stated that it wasn't the uh, crisis I was worried about; it was the response to the crisis is what I was worried about. And it's even bigger than what I thought. I mean, I was worried about it, and I didn't think it was going to be six trillion out of the gates or even two trillion dollars out of the gates. But here we are. And, you know, with something like Bitcoin, as people start realizing, and maybe, uh, you know, it was going up because yesterday, I don't want to say, you know, with the Fed and Treasury having a digital dollar that that provides, you know, legitimacy to this or not. But, you know, that, that could be one of the factors of why this is going up. But I think that you're going to, that, you know, you had a lot of people who were really leveraged into this market. They needed to get funds quick. They wanted to go into safety. And so even people from our community were, you know, were in big time fear mode and they had to go sell out. But I think, you know, I was saying, I thought it was a buying opportunity. 
not a financial advice. If you guys want financial advice, you can go to my website and then, you know, book me uh, for a free consultation. But for right now, it's, uh, you know, I think on a long time horizon, it is a good uh, spot to buy. I think it's even a better idea to do it, to buy some Bitcoin inside your Roth IRA. And then if we see gigantic gains, then you get tax-free uh, you can t take money out tax-free. There's even things that you can take money out, uh, you know, to buy homes and stuff like that without getting taxed. So it's, uh, it, that's what I've been, you know, promoting for a while. Uh, you know, and there's times where it makes sense and there's times where it's overvalued right now. I think it's an, an undervalued uh, time. This is my own, my own opinion on this, but yeah, could it go back down to 2000, 3000? Yeah, it could. But I think on a long enough time horizon, this is going to be a blip. Just like you look at the stock market and yeah, in 87, the stock market, I don't know what it went down to like 600, but what's at that today? It's, you know, 21,000. So, you know, in the past, you know, 24 hours, we've seen, we've gotten our Dow 18,000, 19,000, 20,000 and 21,000 hats. But even that could go back. I mean, just think of where the last recession started at. It was Dow like 14,500, uh, I, I believe is, is where the Dow was at uh, when it started. So we still have quite a ways to get go. And yeah, we've seen a gigantic pump today and gigantic pump yesterday. But what did it take to get that pump? It took $6 trillion or the promise of $6 trillion. And it took uh, you know all this unprecedented stimulus to get back to where the market was like two years ago. And, uh, you know, and so this is not over. It's not a snowstorm, Ben Bernanke. Uh, just, you know, you're just providing more material for us later on, just like when he said in 2000, late 2007, potentially even January 2008. So if someone wants to look that up for us too, said something like, uh, you know, subprime is contained and not that big of a deal. And people want to also credit, what's her name? Uh, Janet Yellen for being some soothsayer that predicted all this crisis. She didn't actually predict the crisis. Uh, and actually Peter Schiff had a pretty good video on that where he went through and talked about how, uh, you know, went th through and actually pulled her actual quotes. And she talked, to, just because she mentioned the word housing uh, once in a speech does not mean she predicted anything. But yeah, the, you know, going back to the Federal Reserve, they had it on their own website in 2014 from a speech Stanley Fisher gave. Stanley Fisher was the vice chair, also was the former Bank of Israel uh, chair, Bank, yeah, the Bank of Israel chairman, which why do you have someone from another country uh, with an allegiance to Israel who then running the, the Federal Reserve or second in command at the Federal Reserve? And I'm not being anti-Israel, just think that, you know, you shouldn't have heads of other other countries controlling your money supply. There shouldn't even be a Federal Reserve. That's a whole other topic. Uh, and, and you know, that's why you've got, you know, Lord Rothschild said, you know, I care not who makes the laws. I care who makes, who controls the money and I control the money. Uh, and so right now it's all about the money, who has the control. And it's not about the money. It's about the control. So everything they're doing is trying to social engineer people, trying to control people. And this is not going to end well. And yeah, we've got trillion dollar coin talks, negative interest rates, digital dollar, it's moving just so fast and it's hard to even tell, you know, what's a good headline? Is the headline negative rates? Is the headline, uh, you know, trillion dollar coins? Is the headline, I mean, it's just, the pace of this is, is staggering, even for me. Yeah, I mean, and it's only going to kind of quicken from here. I mean, what we're watching right now is unprecedented. It's absolutely insane. And, and you know, looking at the projections of the coronavirus, which I'm specifically looking at, you know, there's other people saying, oh, don't worry about it. You know, economy first. Uh, let's make sure we don't have a Great Depression. Let's make sure we don't have a suicide again. That's a big leverage. That's a big battle. Um, and it could go either way here. But, uh, you know, for the first time in a long time, I'm not that optimistic, especially with, uh, specific areas where I think this could be taken seriously and there could be effective measures done and they're not being done. I'm going to go into those effective measures on the main channel uh, on We Are Change, which I'm going to be talking about a lot. But this is, this is uh, you know, a huge, huge financial, uh, 
thunderstorm that's happening right now. And at any time, you could get hit by a lightning bolt. I mean, the reports that are coming in are showing uh, that the United States has lost 500,000 millionaires. And the world's wealthiest, 500, have lost $1.3 trillion since the start of this. But, of course, there's other people who profit out of all this. And that, of course, are individuals like Jeff Bezos, who is $5 billion richer than, of course, he was uh, last year, and of course, with uh, everyone going to Amazon, everyone saying, "Oh, just Amazon. and the Walmart family, the Walmart yeah, family yeah. sold into a charitable trust." And so, how the charitable trust works, and this is actually specifically how I got into the Bitcoin market, was I was taking and, and I went on uh, Jeff Berwick's uh, TDV Anarchast thing on January third, twenty eighteen, saying, "Hey, you can sell your Bitcoin into these special types of trust. You actually get to avoid capital gains, and then not only get to avoid capital gains, you actually then get to pay yourself then an income, and that income is then offset by tax deductions." That are on top of the capital gains. And so when, but you want to do that when the price of the asset is high. And so that's why about two weeks ago, the Walmart family took their shares, which actually were riding very high. And then they sold them into the charitable trust, bypassing capital gains. And so, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game. I'm just doing the same things that, uh, and so if you do have assets that were appreciated, uh, you know, we do have, I mean, right now, you know, very few, few and far between, not a good time to do that for Bitcoin, but it's a good time if you bought in early to think about doing that and to start getting set up because unfortunately Bitcoin moves so much and other assets move so much these days that, you know, you, need, you really need to get this set up and catch it. Uh, so that way you can, you know, we can click the button, move things over because we, we missed it with a few people when Bitcoin was back above 10. Uh, but yeah, we, there are tools that the elite use and they're in right now. I mean, that's why the, the you know, the, they, they, they know what was going on because they have factories over in China. They've got Intel. They can see what was going on. And then they went and they pulled the plug beforehand. So then that way, uh, you know, they weren't left holding the bag. They were selling it to everybody else, uh, you know, while they're pumping up as, you know, this is the greatest economy ever, you know, selling it to the lemmings and then the lemmings are then uh, getting the chicken feed as those guys, companies are then getting bailed out and profiting from all this. And their retirement's in there, as, as literally they're holding the bag as, as U.S. senators who know this big financial storm's coming. Well, they just sell you out. And of course, they sell all their stocks and of course, get, get rich off of this. Absolutely. A lot of things happening. Thank you, Tim. Perfect time to team up with you. A lot of crazy news. We're going to keep covering it here on the Change the News channel. I guess that's the name. Whatever. Stay tuned for more.